Hallelujah. The goodness of God, eh? Oh, just threw my Bible on the lectern. How's everyone doing today? Everyone's doing well? Loving the windy weather? Who hates the wind? I kind of like, it's like therapeutic in a way, isn't it? Like when you're in bed and you hear the wind going, it's kind of nice, right? You're just praying that a tree doesn't fall in your house. That's what I do. <laughs> All right, well, you guys can be seated. Thanks, team. Thanks, everybody. Well, this morning, I'm going to be speaking a message called The People of Faith. Being people of faith, if you want to say it in another way. Before I do that, I just want to do some prophecy for a little bit. I want to stir our faith this morning and stir um, the Holy Spirit up. Um, so hopefully you've got your prophecy shirt on, your uh, fluoro pink, or your hat. It's so funny, like when you have a person come and speak, a guest, and they're a prophet, and they're going to give you a word. It's so funny. The people that never sit on the front row sit on the front row. And people that like wear a pink hat or something, and they're like, pick me, pick me, pick me. Other people are like, sit at the back, don't want the attention. And um, I love the Holy Spirit because He doesn't really care. He just kind of gives people a word who, want, who needs a word. And um, so I'm going to give a couple of people a word this morning. Um, Adrian Haddock uh, had you on my heart in the worship before. And I've got this picture of a big semi-truck in your business. Um, I know, like, we've had conversations, so I know you've been through a bit with your business. But I feel like there's a new season coming. I didn't even know Ben was going to pray over businesses this morning. But I've got a real word for you that there's a semi-trailer truck. And it's like your business is like a little LR license, little rigid truck. And you're going to grow to a big truck. You're gonna, your business will be a big business. And I just want to encourage you that even though you've had some bumps along the way, that your business is going to thrive. Your workers are going to thrive. Your workers are going to want to work for you. You know, there's some businesses where people are like, I hate working for that guy. You're going to be the guy that people want to work for. And um, I believe that. It's because you put your trust in Jesus and you've put your hope in him through the trials, through the pain of, of what your business has gone through, and you watch what God's going to do. And um, you might have to buy a semi-truck one day as well and um, to fit everything in that you're going to do. Um, Sue McDonald, you're going to hate this, but I think God wants to speak to you, so um, suck it up. But I think, Sue, in a loving way. Sue and I have this relationship, all right, so it's okay. So she's Mama Sue to us. She's Mama Sue. But I just want to say to you, Sue, that there's a spring season coming. There's a spring season and yeah, there's been some stuff in your family and the stuff been going on, but you watch what God's going to do in the next season. There will be a spring season coming where the things you've prayed for, the boys you've prayed for, everything you've believed for, you watch it come to pass in the next season. And I believe that in Jesus' name. And I just want to encourage you with that this morning, that you've been praying, you've been praying, you've been praying, you've been on your knees, you watch God do it. You watch him do it. And um, you are a mum in this house you really are and you're such a great support so i want to encourage you with that jamie happel <laughs> he's shaking his head <laughs> he's like hiding he's the hider he's the one hiding um i believe as well oh he's standing up look at this he's standing up i believe that god is saying to you don't lose the dreams of business don't lose the dreams of business i think you've had businesses in the past but i believe there's new ones and there's fresh ones, and there's fresh ideas, and you're an ideas man, and you watch God give you some, you'll be laying in bed at night, and there'll be dreams of businesses that you will start, and you will do, and you accomplish, so you're not done yet, 
you're not done and uh, there's more in you and more to accomplish as well as in mountains care but I think there's other things outside of that that you will achieve and you will do as well so good so good awesome Anna Hutchins <laughs> everyone at the back is getting picked on today everyone at the back Anna I um, know that you're an amazing mum to your boys amazing mum Josh is a great guy and I know he travels a lot but I feel like God's going to reward you. He's going to reward you. And was it the dream in your heart? You know what that dream is. No one knows what it is, but there's a dream in your heart. He's going to reward you with that dream for your faithfulness and for what you just surrendered to him and your life that you've, you know, surrendered into ministry. You're, you know, Josh travels a lot. You're home with the boys a lot. He's going to reward you. And um, I don't know what that is, but there's a dream in your heart and it's going to come to pass. Amen. Amen. The Murrays. The freshly married Murrays. I got in trouble last week because I still called her Chloe Jones, but um, we're getting used to it. It's like when people get married and you've called them their name for so long. Um, we could always call Nick Nick Jones, right? He could always be a Jones. <laughs> well, anyway, um, Murrays. Um, I, I believe that um, you guys coming together was such a God thing, um, but you're going to achieve much together. There's a lot of married couples that do great things on their own, but I believe there'll be something in your hearts that you will do that is together, um, that you'll achieve something great together. It's like when, um, like Al and I, when we do ministry together and people are like, how do you work and be married? And I think that when there's a grace for it, um, it works. And when it's God ordained, it works. And I believe that's going to happen with you guys, that there's something you will do, whether it's a business or something, and you will do it together. And it'll be very strong and together. And you're going to have great kids as well. I can already see it going to have great kids. I was talking to Brendan on Friday night and he's like, they're just everywhere. Like, we've just got so many grandkids and uh, <laughs> it's probably the challenge of having seven kids, right, guys? Yeah. <laughs> so many grandkids. Um, what a blessing. All right. Well, we could go all morning, but I'm going to preach a message on people of faith. People of faith. You see, we all have faith in so many things. Um, who has faith when they fly? That ain't going to fall out of the sky, right? Um, I'm a nervous flyer. Anyone else a nervous flyer? A couple of people. Everyone's good in the plane, are they? Oh, my gosh. I'm one of those guys that's like close my eyes on takeoff and close my eyes on landing. And uh, my uncle is actually a Qantas pilot and he just started flying the A380s just before COVID and then he went back to the RAF um, during COVID because Qantas laid off a lot of staff. And I always have conversation with him and I say, what are the chances are? How safe is it? And he goes, it is actually safer than you driving your car down the street. And the chances of stuff happening is they're, they're so well maintained and there's so many things. There's two engines. If one goes down, you've still got an engine. He's like, I'll tell you a story. I was in Indonesia and I was flying a Herc and we were in a valley doing an aid drop and all four engines went out and one spluttered back. And we spluttered out of that valley with one engine. It's the closest I've ever been to being very fearful as a pilot. And he told me that story and I'm like, okay, all right, cool. I'm not as scared now when I'm on those Qantas planes. You can have that Herc all you want. And um, he's like, I'll take you in the Herc one day. I'm like, no, I'm right, mate. I'm right. I'm not going in a Herc. Apparently they're noisy and they're rough. Don't want to do that. So we have faith in, every, in, in stuff, right, in this world. You have faith in your house that it's not going to fall over. You do. That the roof isn't just going to collapse. We have faith in so many things. Who goes up a high-rise building and has faith that it's just not going to tip over, 
right? It, you know, sometimes you don't even think about it. We just have faith that it's just going to be okay. But sometimes we lose our faith in God. And it's the one thing that we shouldn't lose our faith in. And I'm not saying that we're perfect, and I'm, I'm speaking to me today too. But we need to keep our faith in Him. Matthew 21, verse 21 to 22, Jesus said this, Truly I tell you, if you have faith and do not doubt, not only can, do you, what, not only can you do what was done to the fig tree, but also you can say to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and it will be done. Has anyone tried that? Three sisters, get in the sea. Has anyone ever done that echo point? No, I haven't done that. If you believe, you'll receive whatever you ask for in prayer. Put your hand up if you believe for something today. A couple of people. Healing, relationship, finances. If you're believing for something in your life, have you lost the faith for it? And I'm here to encourage you today, don't lose your faith. If you believe it and you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. Romans 10 verse 17, consequently faith comes from hearing the message and the message is heard through the word of Christ. Hebrews 11:6. and without faith it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and he, that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. So are we a people of faith or are we kind of like God's just out there somewhere and I don't know if he can do it? And my encouragement to you today is this. Let's not lose our faith. Let's be people of faith. People of faith. Number one today, people of faith seek after God. If you're a person of faith, you seek after him. Jeremiah 29, 12. Then you will call on me and come to pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Do you seek him with all your heart today? Do you seek him with all your heart? And I just want to help encourage a few people here today. Having faith is not just coming to church. When we sit here and we go through the music and the worship, it's all nice. And we can utter some nice prayers out of our mouth. Our mouth. But it's not having faith. Having faith is our life. Having faith is our day-to-day. It's everything about us, having faith in God. We need to seek after Him. People of faith that not only wait on God, they actively search for God and for His purpose. And this search is a total commitment with all our heart. With all our heart. Not just my Sunday best, little tiny bit of my heart. All my heart, I search for him. So as Christians today, are you seeking him with all your heart? All your heart. Our relationship with him is so important. You know, marriage is not just a commitment on the wedding day. It's ongoing. It's up to me to build that relationship. And so if that's marriage, what's our relationship with God? God just doesn't wake us up in the morning and go, I'm here, hello, come on, come, 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 like this. He doesn't do that. Sometimes God's just waiting for us to come to him and spend that time with him. The discipline of doing that, discipline, a disciple means a disciplined one. So if we're to be true disciples of people who search for him with all our heart, we need to go to him, discipline ourselves to go to him. 
And it might not mean that we, you know, have our little space with the candles and the worship music on and the Bethel music and all that nice stuff. It might be in the car or on the train or whatever, but we just spend that time worshipping, seeking after him every single day. Every single day. That's, the, that's what Jesus and God wants us to do as disciples of him. You know, we're humans. We don't like doing stuff. We're lazy. We all are lazy. We really are. And this day and age, we want everything on a platter. We want, oh, there's my Netflix. There's my show I'm going to watch tonight. Oh, the internet's not working. Oh, my gosh, I'm going to complain to the internet company. We want everything right now. Now, 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 like microwave. Bang, bang, go. Let's, woo. Like, can I do my devotional in like 10 seconds a week? That would be perfect. Like, that's the generation we are in. But we're not meant to live like that. Search for him with all of our heart. All of our hearts. Psalm 103 verse 17. But from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear him and his righteousness with, with their children's children, with those who keep his covenant and remember to obey his precepts. When was the last time you called out to God? When was the last time you called out to God? And I know this isn't a yeah, yeah message. It's a bit challenging. But I think we all need to be challenged in this. When was the last time we called out to God for ourselves? Not the worship leader, not the preacher, not the MC. When was the last time you called out to God? With all your heart. And sometimes it's not just because we want an answer to something. It's like he's our, our like, um, like magician God. It's like, oh, my foot hurts. God? Oh, the bank's low. God? It's like when we need him, we'll just call out. No, it's not that at all. It's in every season, highs and lows, every single day, calling out to him. Whether we're on the mountaintop and life's good, or whether we're in the valley and life's really hard, we need to seek after him. God, I just want you. I want you more than anything else. You know, sometimes we've got to get God from our head and into our heart. We can know all about God. We can hear the messages, hear the podcasts. We can hear it, hear it, hear it, hear it. We can put it in here and go, oh, it's all good stuff. But it's got to go from there to there. It needs to be in our heart, in our hearts. It can't just be knowledge. It has to be a heart connection. Who knows people who are bad drivers? Are you guys, anyone in here a bad driver? <laughs> Marty would know a few people. He's pulled a few people over before. He did scare me once. He pulled me over once. Remember that, Marty? And scared me and said hello. I've, actually, I've had that twice, actually. Another guy in the mountains who's highway patrol, and he pulled me over on Rusden Road about three weeks ago. Lights and sirens. I had Indy in the car. And um, I didn't have her in her proper seat. So I, like, you know, up to seven years of age, you've got to have a proper seat. She was just in one of those boosters or whatever. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm done. I'm done. And I'm one of these people like, just give me the ticket. All right, I know I did it. I'm not going to argue. Just, just give me the ticket. Just hurry up and make it easy. easy. Get it over with. Don't want to lecture. Just tell me that I've done the wrong thing and I'll take the ticket. Anyway, I look in the mirror and there's this guy I know who's a policeman. And he's smiling and he's walking up to me. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Indy's in the car going, are we in trouble with the police? I'm like, no, he's our friend. He's our friend. And he pulled me, he opened the door and he said, Tim, how are you going? I said, good, mate. He said, count to 10 for me because they've got a recorder now, so they have to do it. So I'm like, one, two, three, four, seven, nine, ten. 
And he goes, nice recording you guys did. I watched it on YouTube. I'm like, mate, please, so embarrassing. And he talk, he kept talking, he kept talking. The lights were in the car. Everyone on Ruston Road would say, oh, there's Tim's truck. <laughs> what has he done wrong? He's been speeding up Ruston Road. So I'm like, I'm more petrified of people seeing that than having this conversation. I was like, bro, do you want to go to the cafe? Can we, can we drive up to church? Can we go to the cafe? Like, let's do that. <laughs> oh my goodness, Indy goes, we, uh, cl- we closed the window and we drove off, Indy goes, Daddy, you in a lot of trouble? I said, no, no, he's our friend, he's just, he was just checking on me. <laughs> so we had that conversation, so since then she's gone in her proper seat. <laughs> come on, you guys, come on, come on. We're not perfect, all right. Number two, where did I go? No, my story, sorry, I was talking about drivers. Do you know people who, are, who just pull, like, spatial awareness people? They have no spatial awareness. And that does my head in, where you're driving on the highway and they will, like, no indicator, whack in front of you. And you, you drive around them and you look at them like, what are you doing? And they have no idea they've done anything wrong. Some, some people do it on purpose, but a lot of people don't do it on purpose. They have no idea what they're doing. Or the person driving like 30 k's an hour and they've got like a line of 20 cars and everyone's like, let's go, come on, speed it up somebody, 50 k's is the limit, let's go, come on. And everyone's getting frustrated, everyone just goes, Vroom, overtakes them and they have no idea what they've been doing. Does everyone know someone like that? Or has everyone experienced that before? So we need to be aware of God. That's what... The story's all about. Let's not just drive our cars and, oh, he's out there somewhere. Oh, hey, God. <laughs> let's, not, let's be aware of him. Let's be aware of his presence. Let's make it our priority to get in contact with God. Amen. Number two, people of faith are believers. Do you believe in him, not just of him? Do you believe in him, not just of him? You can say I'm a Christian, but when it comes to the crunch, do you believe it, that he is our Lord and Saviour? He is your Lord and Saviour. Do you believe that today? He is our provider. He is our healer. He is our deliverer. He is our inheritance. He is our strength and our shield. And in him I have confidence. Do you believe that today? A couple of people, do you believe that today? You know, Jesus heals a demon-possessed boy in Matthew 17, in verse 14. When they came to the crowd, a man approached Jesus and knelt before him. Lord, have mercy on my son, he said. He has seizures and is suffering greatly. He often falls into the fire and into the water. I brought him to your disciples, but they could not heal him. Jesus would be so angry about that, hey? Like, you know your boys? They, They have no idea. You unbelieving and perverse generation, Jesus replied. How long shall I stay with you? How long should I put up with you? Bring the boy here. Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of the boy and he was healed in that moment. Then the, 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 then the disciples came to Jesus in private and asked, Why couldn't we drive it out? Because you have so little faith. Truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed and you say to this mountain, move from here to there, it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Let that sink in for a little bit. There is nothing impossible for you to ask and believe for. Oh, you of little faith. 
I hope this message is encouraging today because I know it's a bit hard hitting. But if we don't get it, we'll just flow through our life. We'll just go, yeah, when stuff trials happen, we'll be all depressed. When stuff's going great, oh, Jesus is here. Yeah, it's all happening. It's all good. Life's good. But we've got to learn that we've got to spend time with God no matter what. Believe in Him no matter what. When we have the good times, praise Him and thank Him for that. When we have the bad times, believe for the miracles. That's people of faith. He was having to dig at His disciples in this passage. You have so little faith. You know, we were praying this morning for businesses. And I have a business. And COVID, like many businesses, was, was tough. And there was, there was good times, bad times. And some of the government's some subsidies were really good for businesses. But it didn't make it better. A lot of businesses did have still not made it and have gone. See you later. Wiped out through COVID. Small businesses. I read an article the other day that Australia has more per, small businesses per capita than any other country. We're a small business country. And they got hammered through COVID. And I was reminded again by God that not just to sit there and wallow and go, oh, God, poor me. Where's my faith? What am I believing for? And we didn't even talk today about Ben praying for business. We didn't even chat about that. But I had it on my heart to speak about it too, saying, where is our faith today? You might not have a business, but where is your faith? You don't like your job at the moment. You don't like your boss. Are you believing for a new job? (laughs) Very quiet. Since there is nothing smaller than a mustard seed, the amount of faith is not important. Even the smallest amount of faith is enough. What matters is, is the God in whom the faith is placed. He can achieve the impossible. He can even move mountains. So why don't we stir some faith this morning? Where is our faith at? What are you believing for? What am I believing for? Do you believe he can do miracles for you today? The disciples' problem was the lack of faith and failure to seek God and his direction. See, our faith isn't the outcome of what happens. The faith is in the one whom we believe. The faith is in the one who we believe. I know there's many people here that have had needed healing for many, many years. And sometimes we just accept it and go, ah, it could be God's plan. But I want to challenge myself and ourselves today that we've got to believe and believe again and believe again and believe again and believe again. See, that scripture says, seek and keep on asking, keep on asking, keep on asking. Be that little kid that's like, God, now, I need you now. Do that every single day. Let's be those kids that do that and believe in faith that he will do miracles. You know, my grandfather had polio. He had polio from a really young age. And he had a walking stick his whole life. I've got photos of him, like, in his 20s um, at the beach. And he's got a walking stick. And now we have a vaccine for polio. Um, thank God for that. But he didn't have that then. And he lived his whole life into his 80s with polio. He worked in Redfern as a Methodist minister. And he had a dream of helping the Aboriginal people in Redfern, the block. And um, he had a dream to help Aboriginal people there. And I was always so encouraged by that story because even though he had an ailment, he still had faith for others and still had faith for himself. 
And I want to live my life like that, that if I have an ailment, I ain't going to live and go, oh my goodness, God, you're not there. No, God, you're there and I have faith for you. And I'm encouraged by his story of faith. Number three, people of faith stand strong. People of faith stand strong. Ephesians 6 verse 10 says this, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stance against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take their helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Take a stand against the devil's schemes. Our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Let's stop there for a sec. I've noticed through COVID, a lot of Christians were fighting with YouTube and with Facebook. And I was like, oh, yeah, hectic. The government, the government's doing this and it's not cool, whatever. Some people were good, some people hated it, whatever. But I'm reminded with this passage that that is not our fight. Our fight is with the evil one. That's who our fight is with. So I want to encourage you this morning, let's get off YouTube, let's get off Facebook, let's get off all that stuff, all that distraction, and our fight is against the evil one. And we have him to trust in, and our faith in Jesus. We don't trust in man, we don't trust in governments, we trust in him. We trust in him. Stand strong with the armor of God. Paul's encouraging believers to stand strong in the Lord and in the might of God's strength. The armor is what he has given us. His word, his Holy Spirit, prayer and fasting and worship. That's the armor. That's the armor. And when you dig down about this passage and what the writer was saying here, is it's not when we put all this stuff on with the sword and the belt, we're not fighting. We're not like we're aggressive. We're not being aggressive in the fight. It's like a stance. It's a stance. When have you seen a fighter just stand there and take it? And you're like, fight, fight. <laughs> but what's, what this passage is saying is stand strong. Is stand strong. Stand strong. And when, when, when he gives us the armor, his word, his Holy Spirit, prayer and fasting and worship, we are responsible to put the armor on and put the shield up. Put the shield up. And that's why it's like when we get taken away with all this other garbage in the world. Our shield is out. We don't have the shield up. We need to put the shield up. Don't do life without the armour of God. You know, how many believers have we seen fall away from God? You and I know so many people who have fallen away. They were so passionate. 
They wanted to give their lives to him, but somewhere along the way, the armor was taken off. The armor was taken off. So put the armor on. The belt of truth. The belt is what holds all the armor together. Put the belt of his truth. Truth holds everything together. So let's put the truth around us. Let's put the truth around us today. The breastplate of righteousness, it guards our hearts. The devil wants to attack your heart. The heart is where you believe from. The devil's top attack is your beliefs. So let's guard our hearts today. Let's guard our hearts. Your feet fitted with the gospel of peace. Soldiers wore shoes in battle to stop them from losing their footing. So are your feet on today? Your shoes of peace on today? The gospel of peace. The shield of faith is used to shield against the arrows in battle. Let me tell you about some arrows we have today in this world. Temptation, fear, bitterness, anger and division. The shield extinguishes all the arrows of the evil one. This is the first piece of armor that protects every other armor. So put the shield up. Say, no, I'm not taking that today. No, I'm not going to watch the news for a week and let it get into my spirit. No, I'm not going to watch all that crazy stuff. No, I'm not going to do that. Let's put the shield up. Put the shield up and protect your heart. The helmet of salvation is to assure our hearts of our union with Christ, that we are already seated with him and securing him. The helmet reminds us of our salvation. The helmet of salvation reminds us of our salvation with him. And the sword of the Spirit is the word of God. It is the written word and the spoken word through the Holy Spirit. That's why it's so important to get the word in here, not just in here, because that's the sword of the Spirit. It's the sword of the Spirit. You know, what concerns me, and there's a stat out there, and I hate this stat, that 95% of Christians get the theology from what we sing, which means they're getting theology from singing songs on a Sunday, and that's it. And they're not reading the Word. 95% of Christians, I don't know how they make stats up, I don't know how they do that. But that's a lot, and I actually believe that. There's so many people we've talked to, and, oh, I don't know if I believe this, I don't know if I believe that. And all that. Oh, that's a good song. That Bethel song's nice. <laughs> the goodness of God. <laughs> Why is he so good? You know, sometimes we say that to Christians, is God good? And oh yeah, he's good sometimes. You know, I'm going through stuff right now. Where is the sword? Where is the sword? You know, we sing this song, I speak Jesus. Over all anxiety, over depression, over fear. He is above all those things. Let me tell you that I'm all for helping people with mental health and all sorts of different challenges. But let me tell you this morning that this is all over, above, and so much bigger than it. He is so much bigger than it. So much bigger. Psalm 27 verse 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Isaiah 41 13. For I am the Lord your God and takes hold of your right hand and says to you, Do not fear because I will help you. 1 Peter 5 verse 7. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Psalm 56 verse 3. When I'm afraid, I put my trust in you. You want me to stop? I can keep going. There's more. Matthew 6, verse 34. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. 
sufficient for the day for its own trouble. Psalm 121 verse 1. Lift up your eyes to the hills. From where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. It doesn't come from Facebook or YouTube or MySpace, if you still have that. Twitter. Who cares what Elon Musk is doing? I'll see people are whinging and complaining. Who cares? Our help comes from the Lord. You know, today, the best place we get our information, it's right here. It's in this book. You know, there's that thing, the peace that surpasses all understanding. And I wish and pray for people that they'll experience that peace that surpasses all understanding. You know, when you go through trials and you go through pain and you go anxiety, depression, all that stuff, there's medication, which is good. There's counselling, psychiatrists, which is good. But then there's the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. And let me tell you, that is better than any medication. It is better than any counsellor. I'm all for all those things. I've seen counsellors. I've had medication. I've been on all, done that stuff. But there's a, there's a peace that comes from Him. When we get the Word out of our big, thick skulls and into our heart. And our faith is put back in Him. So my encouragement today, and I hope it's been encouraging, not uh, have a go because hey, I need to hear this stuff. People of faith seek after God. People of faith are believers. And people of faith stand strong. Stand strong. Don't let the devil get a foothold in your life. You know, that's on us. That's a scary thought, but it really is. He's actually said in here, put it all on. The shield, have the sword, the helmet, the shoes of peace. Put them on. The belt of truth that holds it all together. Put it on. Put it on. You know, I love the thought of a soldier with all that gear on and he's got the shield and he's standing strong. And the arrows are coming and the arrows are being shot at him. But he just stands like this. Stands like that. Not shield down and oh, oh, oh. <laughs> getting shot. But the shield is up. The shield is up. No, devil, you're not going to do that today. No, my peace is in God. No, I have healing in Him. doesn't care what the doctors say. I've got healing in Him. I have help from above. doesn't matter how big this mountain seems right now. Start putting the shield up. Put the shield up. And we're going to do something today. I want people who are wanting prayer for things. I want you to come down the front. We're going to believe in faith today that He will do a miracle. When your faith and my faith are put together, He will work. Faith as small as a mustard seed and you can move a mountain. So who has a little bit of faith? (laughs) Who has a little bit of faith today? 
that we're going to see miracles in this place. I don't know about you, but I hate going through motion on Sundays. Sometimes we go, like, you know, we have a Sunday and it's like, oh, it was a bit like last week, whatever. I kind of hate that. And it's, it's on us too. But I want to just say, hey, every Sunday, every day of the week, you can have faith to see a miracle. You can have faith to see a breakthrough financially, relationally, for your marriage. Come on, let's start having some faith today. Not being kicked and battered by the world. Put the shield up and say, no, I'm not going to have that. So why don't we stand? And we're going to sing that song, I Speak Jesus. And if you want healing of something, if you want a breakthrough of something, Let's put our faith together today. Let's start putting the shield up. <laughs> Let's start putting the shield up. Amen. We'll pray for you, Mary. Absolutely. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Come on, don't be afraid today. Come on, don't be afraid. It doesn't have to be something big. Relationships, marriages, healing in your body, financial breakthrough. Breakthrough in your workplace. Breakthrough in your school. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, why don't we lift our hands this morning?